Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e podcast which loves to work out by the sea. We have AJ here being a... Uh, oh no, who, who is that? It's Muscle Clemson! With the clamps and the things. The clamps. Oh no. Anyway, we also have Joel here, who hopefully is feeling a little less clammy. Joel? Who's Joel? I only know Muscles Clamson! <laughs> okay, I'm a little terrified. <laughs> I'm a little scared. All right, um, I'm beginning to see a pattern here. So, Nate, how are you? Clams! You gonna finish that burger, damn it? (laughs) No, No, you can have it. Don't hurt me. That's right. Eat your beef. Get big with the muscles. (laughs) Clamp down and cry. Okay, um, <laughs> we also have my wonderful wife, Janelle, who is definitely not Muscles Clampson. Are you sure? Because I think... <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Muscles Clampson! <laughs> that is the loudest you have ever <laughs> been Move on, life. please. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only determined one thing. I'm cursed. I'm cursed I died. I'm in hell. Uh, Josh, please save me. Oh, hi, Daniel. Um, how are things going today? I, I, I turned the reins over to you for one day, and it, it looks like things got a little out of control. Yeah, I, things turned up muscles clamps, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared. Muscles clamps! Oh. I, I, can, I can see that, Daniel. Um, but you know what? There, there's a way we can fix this really quick. You know, the, the clamping on crime. Clamping on crime. <laughs> Daniel, the, the only cure for muscles clampson is, is just a- more muscles clampson. <laughs> Here no! we are dishing out the shells in under the ocean. Do 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 damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, AJ, living... are you going to be the otter one? We also had that. <laughs> yeah. I am the otter, Clampson. No. <laughs> no, no, the otter one. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm the ot- ot- otter. Uh, 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 smashing the Clampsons on my tum tum. I can hear your, oh my God. Tummy pants. Tummy pants! <laughs> Since we're supposed to rub you and say, who's a good Clampson? I'm a good Clampson. <laughs> All right, well, Daniel, you did a good job with uh, the episode today. Got a little off the rails at the beginning, but, you know, it's your first time. Good thing this is a one-off joke, and I am never doing this again. Hmm. We'll see. That was ominous. I don't like it. Never anyway, say I- never, Josh. Uh, we'll be you back. do not control the clam. <laughs> what? What is the monster <laughs> I have created? <laughs> it started off as a joke, but now it's too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ax it. I'm axing it right now, guys. We're gonna move on with the no, episode. We're gonna dive okay, right cause... in. We're gonna get wet. Daniel's gonna be absolutely soaked. Not soaked, moist. Honestly, right now you could dry me off. I'm good. I'm getting out of the water. <laughs> Somebody peed in here or put drugs in it. I don't know. I'm getting out. This episode's starting right now. So before we before we dive in and get Daniel wet, I'm going to give a quick recap, and then we will rejoin our adventurers and their cursed adventure, because from now on, I feel like I need to punish my players um, as opposed to actually writing a good story. So let's see how this goes. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> So last episode was pretty, pretty straightforward. Our adventuring party was ambushed by a group of giant rats in the tunnels beneath Brimpton. Um, And all these rats were overcome with these horrible growths, cancerous tumors, and they were glowing from inside. And they just attacked you in a murderous frenzy. But the party dispatched them with ease because they are elites. 
and they know what they're doing. And then after this fight, they continued on their way towards their destiny and most likely towards their death as of five minutes ago. Yay. I die all the time. It's okay. <laughs> well, technically, you don't die, Janelle. Yeah, you're right. You're I go unconscious. unconscious. Uh, Vez is only here for half of the adventure, but that's okay. Yeah. But we'll, we'll jump back into the scene. Uh, Master the Cat is trotting through the tunnels, occasionally turning back to look at the party of adventurers following behind him. Um, Fergus is walking next to Jasper at the rear. Um, they're discussing mathematics and uh, a wide variety of different topics. And then we have Theo, Aegon, and Gunner uh, trying to lead Tuo forward because Tuo does not look like he wants to go further into the ruins at all. Seems a little freaked out by the giant rats. So yeah, the scene is yours. I guess I'll, I'll be there yet. Well, just 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 another, another like, I don't know, five minutes. You said that five minutes ago. Well, yeah, five minutes ago, it was actually ten minutes, but I told you five minutes because I knew you'd ask again. Hmm. Fergus, I'm hungry. Okay, I'm hungry too. I'm, I'm a teenage boy. I'm always hungry. Do you have snacks? No. And he turns around. You hear a rustling as he hides something in his pocket. That, what are you doing? N- nothing. Hold on. And he moves forward. What's, what's, what is that? Are you holding out on us? No, it's it's not. See, my hands are. Uh, um, Theo, uh-huh. look, giant rat! Ah, no! It's so unusual. Huh. There's no Fergus. Where'd you go? Hey, he's ducked uh, and he's he's next to Vez. Why, I gotta. Can I help you? And she looks at him. <laughs> Why are you so rude to me? Because you were rude first, and I have a very short. Temper, as you can ask literally everyone here. You're only like a year older than me. Bitch, you think. Oh, never mind. You're like a ha- never mind. You're a half elf. Yeah, you literally have no idea how old like, I am. You're like ten years older than me, but like maturity level, you're actually like a year younger than me, because elves Ooh. mature slowly. And because you're a half elf, you mature even more slowly. So you're more of a child than I am. Jasper puts his hand on his shoulder and says, <laughs> "Thanks for using facts of proportionality. Good job." Use mathematics. She looks at him, and for just a moment, the, uh, a vision plays out in her head where Fergus maybe doesn't make it all the way to the castle. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then remembers that the cat is watching, and she just kind of gives him a smile that, if he were smart enough to understand, he would understand how much trouble he's probably in, but I don't think he's that smart. And she just kind of walks forward. He's got a high intelligence score, not a high wisdom score. Which is, yes. Yeah, but he, he looks back at uh, at Jasper and says, well, anyway, to continue our conversation, um, those, those rat things. Jasper, you said you said that you thought that uh, that maybe they were coming up from, from the lower levels because of the flooding? Yes, yes, yes. You see, it's pretty obvious that creatures like this would try and hide from the original creation that spawned them due to all the mutations and stuff. It seems that they're essentially enough to understand at least just to feed, and their primitive instincts of flights must have kicked in. So they went to the lower levels. From there, the flooding had caused them to go up into a frenzy, basically, due to their home displacements as a current being. So we may run into more. Yeah, and do, do, do you think that, um, like, how do you think they're sustaining themselves? Like, look at them, they grew so big. Like, they must need a lot of, like, energy. Like, just a lot of carbs or something. Like, do you think that, like, they're eating something? Do you think they have a food supply down here? Or do you think that... I believe in, uh, you know, mathematics here, but um, because of magic bullshit, they may just be consuming themselves in a cannibalistic way. And then because they've got regeneration property due to magical bullshit that they could just continuously feed the cycle <laughs> off of themselves. Well, no, but, 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 but Jasper, you, you know that you... You know, trust me, Jasper, you know the first law of magic. You can't create something from nothing. I thought it was equivalent exchange. Well, yeah, it's, it's a very similar concept. Like, I've read the manga, too. I get it. But, like, <laughs> yeah, it's... Got... But, Jasper, it's like, if, if they're regenerating, they need something. Like, they either need to pull ether from the air itself, which I doubt, because we were able to cast magic. So they're not absorbing the magic. They're, they're like, there is something that is letting them bulk up and gain all that energy, like... 
I don't know, it makes me wonder if there's some sort of internal energy source. Like something inside them that's providing the power. Most likely. Like maybe that's why maybe like uh, maybe that's why they blew up. Like maybe when you killed them it disrupted their like natural body rhythm and then just like they Im- imploded, but then when they imploded they exploded. The assumption that like you had wrong ex- wasn't the fact of being sustained, but what could create a battery pack with that much energy to begin with? A source must be there somewhere. Yeah. Look at the cause. The creation of them is clearly of just pure energy. If it was anything different, I would be impressed. They lack cores, after all, and the energy source of them. I well, dissected you... one of the dead bodies. Well, you... well, Jasper, you said that you... the body had blown up. How do you know the core didn't blow up? Can't remember. I examined one of the dead bodies. You you did, but like you, uh, I did specify that a lot of the dead bodies had like shrapnel inside them. So you were aware that all these like everybody you've looked at has had like shrapnel from something inside their chests blowing up. Good point. You proved me wrong. You'll make a good PhD student one day. Well, 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 well thank you, Jasper. And he he looks cheerful for the first time since you guys dragged him down here. Um, but I, I would also say, like, remember, it, it's just a theory. Until I can prove it, there's absolutely nothing to say that we should make that assumption. That is but... where you're wrong. You just need to convince everyone you're right, and then it's been proven true. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, is that a, a Nate grad school comment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to laugh. convince everyone you're right. After all, nobody knows what you do if there's enough math involved. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, Jasper. Actually, I was I was going to talk to you about the uh, the mathematics of teleportation circles uh, to continue the conversation we had from earlier. And he he uh, ducks back with Jasper uh, further yes, back yes, in the group. Yes, The first thing you have to do is bijet yourself into the complex plane so that you can be teleported through another dimension. So, Theo, what you're saying is that if you if you fold a pizza in just yes. the right way, it becomes a taco. Yeah. Then, then, but okay. So I if I take a taco, a okay. But if I, you you know as well as I do, if I take a taco and I I split it open, uh, that doesn't make it a pizza. Why not? Because it's a taco. It makes it a Mexican pizza, Gunner. Oh my God! I I've I've learned something today. Boom, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Master the cat looks back, very confused. And 2-0 looks up at Gunner, and he's just... He, he's, he's salivating at the mouth at the mention of pizza. 2-0 gets it. I mean, technically, pizza hasn't been invented yet, but I still like this conversation. I was just going to ask, how does that work out canonically, talking about tacos and pizza? Fantasy tacos and pizza. Done. I think ta- taco, tacos... I think tacos exist in Almaria. Yeah, that makes sense. Or at least some sort of tortilla derivative. As for pizza, yeah, maybe like old, old, like Renaissance era pizza. I don't know if there was a an equivalent at that time. Could have just been like, you know, a flatbread with oil and cheese. Eh. Wasn't pizza one of the oldest inventions since it's literally just tomato sauce and The bread? word pizza was, here, so real quick, guys. So the word pizza was first documented in 997 A.D., so it probably was very different from what we think of now, but the food existed that far back, or at least the word did. Yeah. So, so there, there's, uh, there is some, like, I'm guessing they probably have some sort of basic pizza. Like, it's a flatbread, like Janelle said, with oil, cheese, maybe something like a, like, dates, onion, herbs, and garlic on top. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> well, and so is, so is the audience. I'm thinking of that stupid KFC game, you know, that stupid uh, romance visual novel of the KFC oh, was like I lo- I 12 you, secret Colonel- herbs and spices in every pizza. <laughs> yes, I love wow. you, Colonel Sanders. Oh, my God. Oh, that, what what a gosh. train wreck that game was. We did pretty good, though. We, we managed to get pretty far. No spoilers. We'll have to revisit that someday. Dragons and Dungeons. So yeah, how, sorry, how, about, how about those? Yeah, we're done talking about pizza, but I'm probably going to put a pizza in the oven when I when we're done <laughs> recording tonight. Um, okay, so you guys are having these conversations. <laughs> one of them is intelligent and one of them is not. I won't tell you which one is which, though. And uh, then Master the Cat uh, just stops and yowls very loudly. Like, and he's just looking directly up from where he stops. He's looking up at the ceiling. 
Vez pulls her staff out. Not sure which uh, sort of yowling we're doing right now. Yeah, Master the Cat then looks back at you and just licks his lips. Oh, that sort of yowling. I think we've found the way up. Are you sure it's not hungry? Do you want pizza? Uh, he, he yowls at you again. I think I think I think he wants pizza. Hey Theo, can you look up at the ceiling and see if you see anything? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, no pizza. <laughs> Theo. Yeah, Theo, why don't you give me a perception check? I mean, I already know there's no pizza up there, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, you never know. Never know. I got <laughs> a natural one. Oh, oh good. No. I get I get uh, I get some bonuses to it. Uh, I get a plus a two, so that's a three total. Okay, well, congratulations. You rolled high enough to know there isn't a pizza on the ceiling. Yep, no pizza. I, mm, nope. But yeah, you also look up and you just see a regular marble ceiling for these ruins. There's nothing special up there. Uh, Master, you sure you know where we are? It's it's just a it's just a wall. Theo, starts... can you lift me on your shoulders and let me like have a look and see if I can like press on the ceiling? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do it like this. I, in in training, when you need to get to a window, you 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 scoop with the the fingers. Hear it? Now you step. And she does what he says. <laughs> and he he just like throws her up and tries to oh, like God. catch her, catch her. <laughs> <laughs> just like cheerleader, so just like up. Stri- you throw her straight up towards the stone ceiling. Oh god! And, and then oh. tries to catch her on the shoulders. Oh, oh so like he tries to put her on his shoulders. Like a yeah, cheerleading. Like cheerleader. Oh god! Yeah, okay, cheerleader. well, let's see. How acrobatic am I? I'm reasonably acrobatic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, you are a monk. Yeah, I, I think you make it. There, there are no penalties if you if you fail. Well, so. I rolled a natural twenty. Okay, well, we'll we'll go with that. So, yeah, I think Theo goes to lift you up, but Vez just does this acrobatic flip and goes with it, and it looks like the two of you guys choreographed the whole thing from start to finish. And then to finish it (laughs) off, Theo T-poses to keep balance. (laughs) He asserts his dominance. Aegon wants to clap. (laughs) Gunner will clap as well. So, yeah, Vez jumps up on his shoulders, and now you are right up against the ceiling. And she's like pressing up around everywhere. Oh, okay, well, I'm not even going to make you give me a check then because as soon as you start to press, your fingers just go right through the ceiling in that oh. spot. And you realize that you are looking at an illusory ceiling. It's an illusion. Oh. And like you reach up and you can feel warmer air up above. Hey guys, I found a fake ceiling with warm air coming out. Cool. Also, I don't know how we're going to get up there, but I know where we're supposed to be going. Yeah, a Fergus comes over and he says, "Oh, that must be like a a, an illusion cast on like the floor to hide the the entrance. Like Lady Hecate knows her her castle like inside and out, so she probably just wanted to hide this, but wanted to make sure she could still access it whenever whenever she." Needed it for something. Maybe it's like a, like a panic room. Don't like say maybe, the maybe obvious. She, or maybe if she has like a, a problem where she just doesn't like the people she's around, and she's just frustrated and needs to cast some fire magic like she does when she's angry. Like maybe she just comes down here. Like look look at that. And he he points down the hallway, and the hallway is just completely blackened with soot. Oh, so you <laughs> cause her to come down here a lot, I see. Well, well let's no, I, see I presu- if I can. She just, like, attempts to start climbing. <laughs> She's, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, Vez uh, climbs uh, up through the illustrary wall with Fio's help. Yeah, and, like, is trying to be very as sneaky as you can while also trying to, like, climb up a wall. Okay, so yeah, Fio helps you push you up, and you go through this illusion and you come up into a small chamber with a cobblestone floor. On the far wall, you can see there are some iron manacles like uh, set into the wall. And you can behind you, you can see the light from a torch kind of flickering through. And the light of the torch behind you is casting a shadow of bars of like a prison cell from behind you. And you turn around and yeah, you look and you see that you are in a small prison cell 
uh, with uh, the door locked and bars set in place. And you can see out of the hallway, and it looks like you're in a line of cells in like a dungeon of some sort. And there are two guards standing right outside the cell. And when you pop up, they both swivel to look at you. And their crossbows make their way from their belts right to you. And one of them says, All right, what what do you what do you Oh hey Vez What what are you doing down here? And you look up and you see it's Richard and Steve. Yes! <laughs> Yay! That makes me so happy. Um v- Vez, what 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 are you doing? Tunnels and magic. Yay. And she kind of like does like spirit fingers back down into the hole. <laughs> and Steve, Steve's like, Vez, where'd you go? She pops her head back up through the floor. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they, they, they both put their crossbows to the side now. And they're just staring at you intently. Like they're, they are so confused. I can go through floors. It's. Something new that I have... Steve, I think she's a changeling. Why would that make any sense? Yeah, Steve looks at Richard and he says, Steve, that's that's stupid. Changelings (laughs) can't go through floors. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Bernadette's one... Sorry, never mind. I'm just... I'm I'm gonna go sit down. I need a drink. She is actually very surprised at that comment and looks at Steve. Oh, he knows? Well, yeah, he's he's one of my best friends. Oh, so he's, like, not super racist. Well... Okay, against her, at least, I guess. Anyways, ha- like have he, you... He really doesn't like halflings. Mm. I think I think it's the, the fur and the pointed ears. He, just, he can't get over it. Halfling, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, is he allergic to cats? You know what, Vez? That actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I could quick, see, quick, yeah. quick, quick aside for the audience. Uh, <laughs> halflings in this world are two foot tall anthropomorphic cats. Um, if you've like ever played baby the tabaxis. yeah, if you've ever played the Monster Hunter uh, series of games, they basically look like the cat people from that. Anyways, moving on. We use the secret tunnels. This floor is a part. Part of this floor is an illusion, and we're running for our lives. Oh, and we have Fergus. Oh, w- 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 why is Fergus with you? Uh, they tried to hang him from a tree. Oh, but so is, is everyone like down there below, beneath you? Yeah, we're in the tunnels that Richard oh, here, likes let, to talk let, about. Let's, let's, let's get you up here. And he uh, reaches and he grabs a key from his belt. And you see he actually has a whole ring of keys hanging from his belt now. And uh, he unlocks the door and it swings open. And he says, hey, hey Richard, uh, bring some rope. And they tie some rope to help everyone come up. I think Boy. we do. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, Vez like pops back down, explains the situation. I'm not going to re-say everything, and then <laughs> helps them get the rope down properly, and then climbs up the rope herself. Whoa, that was crazy! Everybody climbed up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they help you out of the cell and into like the the main kind of gathering area of the dungeon. And uh, Richard comes over and he says, "Wow, that's really weird." Yeah, you know, most people, most most of us, like the three of us, we know about the tunnels. Just like use it for uh, other stuff, but like I, I didn't even know it connected to the dungeon. Man, that's that's crazy. Man, now I know if I ever if I ever get a, if I ever get arrested for some, I know how to get put in that cell. <laughs> <laughs> so is this how the prequel of Oblivion started? <laughs> yes, this is, this is Oblivion. You guys have to you have to save Liam Neeson from the bad guys. Oh my God, Joel! What, what were you gonna say? It wasn't uh, Liam Neeson; it was Patrick Stewart. Never mind. <laughs> other, other famous, sexy old guy. Uh, Richard, Stephen, what were you doing down here in the the dungeon? Well, we we were reassigned about uh, about noon. Um, Lady Hecate uh, put a specific order for us to come down and guard the cell block, and uh, well, her instructions were a little weird at the time, but like, you know, when she sent us down here. She told us, you know, if if anybody came up and needed help, we were supposed to help them. And uh, well, I guess I guess we seemed weird until you popped up, so it kind of makes sense now. Interesting. It seemed that she knew all of this was going to occur then. What what, what, what do you mean? 
Well, the, the city's in chaos out there. Everybody's Is going it? on about changelings, and we're being sought by the, the town guard for assaulting, uh, I, I could only assume, uh, Laszlo. Oh, is, is Laszlo okay? He owes me a drink, you see, because when you guys were gone, we had a, we had a gambling game. Richard, shut up. You're, you're, you said you're, un, you're, you're wanted? Apparently that's the case, yes. They lied. They beat up Laszlo and then blamed us because Smills is not human and has offered us a bunch of money to leave. Wait, wait, Smills? The, do you want lawyer. to know the whole truth, or do you just want me to lie? Uh, uh, no, uh, okay. And anyways, so Smills wanted to have a meeting. We went to have a meeting. He offers a bunch of money to leave. We said we weren't leaving. We were going to help solve the problem in the city. He got really angry. By the time we almost got back to the inn, the guards were on us, and now were quote-unquote wanted, and they tried to hang Fergus because they thought he was a changeling. And he's not... Actually, he's just an idiot teenager, and hey, and he's painfully human. So, yeah, now we're here because Lady Hecate, she kind of looks at Master but doesn't say anything, is actually been just very helpful in our plight and doesn't want her town to go to ruin. And she looks at Stephen. Um, and he he looks really pensive for a second. So. So you think she gave us guard duty on purpose? Yes. So it's not the punishment no. that we thought it was. Absolutely for... not. Oh my god. Richard, we're not getting punished for helping out. Well, that's good to know. I, I thought my guarding days were behind me. Actually, you're probably rewarded, I think, for helping out because you helped the right people. Well, that's, that's good to know. And we're the only ones who are, tr well, not like including you all and her. We're the only people I think right now who, one, have any idea what's going on besides the people who are doing it. And two, are the only people who are trying to do something about it. Yeah, so, so Richard uh, pipes up again. He says, so, well, we, we don't actually really know a lot about what's going on. I think most of what you've been doing, we haven't kept up on. But you said Smills isn't human. He said he wasn't. He admitted that much. Well, no, I, I, I've known him since we were kids. Like, we literally grew up in this town together. Well, maybe Smills has been replaced then. And uh, Steven says, no, that that's impossible. Well, didn't you say the same thing about the captain of the guard? I... <sighs> we know as a fact that he's been replaced. A fact. Anyways, whether or not Smills has been replaced or... She looks at, like, Ice Jasper, upgraded in some way that no longer makes him fully human. There are still a lot of questions. And maybe he is still human in his body, but maybe he's not in control. I don't know. There are a lot of possible factors playing here. He's not cool. Yeah. He threatened to kill us, so you know where we stand. Can you hear my hand from the donuts? <laughs> okay. R Richard and Steven... But would it be possible for you to take us to Lady Hecate w without anyone seeing us, except for the two of you and Lady Hecate? Well, um, te te technically only prisoners are supposed to be going up and down th through the doors. I, don't know, I guess we could tie you up or something. Ooh, Stephen, I, I like this. I've always wanted to be a prison guard. Here, Theo, put, put this hood over your head. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna push you, but not too hard. And he, he lightly pushes from behind. Get moving, you big lug, you stupid prisoner. I'm in control now, and I'm gonna abuse you if you don't do what I want. And he lightly pushes you again. Theo like so hardly overreacts. Says, "Oh, oh, the pain. Why? Oh, yes, of course. Whatever you say." And then falls on the floor. Oh, he's yeah. too strong. Get, get. Get back up, uh, Theo, yes. and keep keep going. Theo, I just can't do it. Gunner runs over and kicks Theo in the stomach. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's right. Worthless <laughs> 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 thing. Yeah, uh. this, this is how you really do it, Richard. This is the uh, this is the technique. And Gunner doesn't actually kick you that hard. He's oh no, Theo like wholeheartedly again overreacts. Oh, Gunner, that was too hard. Oh, my stomach. Oh. 
Yeah, Steve, Steven is standing with Aegon and Vez, and he looks at the two of them, and he says, yeah, I, I, we, we can just take you to Lady Hecate. It's a oh, but great. There's blood everywhere. She, uh, like, crouches down and pulls the hood off of Theo's head. Theo, although that was a award-winning display, we do need to get going. And she offers him her hand. Okay. He says, oh, cool. I've been, I've been practicing that one. And he, he reaches for a hand, but, like, <laughs> doesn't actually try to grab it because he knows how much heavier he is there. And just, like, more of a formality holds her yeah. hand while standing up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, like, Vez, you're so strong. You pulled me right off. Theo, we're done. I. Oh, okay. You not a... Okay. No, okay. Please. <laughs> Stephen, please help. <laughs> <laughs> So Steven's not the one who comes to your rescue, but Master the Cat, he uh, trots down the hallway, uh, down the walls of cells, and uh, meows loudly without turning around, and uh, seems like he wants you to follow him. Oh, here we go again. Also, the cat's a friend. Very helpful. Oh, that's, that's, that's very interesting. And Steven just looks confused. Tuo is a friend, too. Well, yeah, two, two is a good boy. Look yes, at him. Yes, he is a good boy. The two of them are just petting Theo, like, not petting Theo. <laughs> yes, both I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the two of them are petting Tuo very, very hardly. Good boy. He likes his pets. He looks like he's having a really good time. He's forgotten all about the rats. Okay. Two Lady Hecate. So, yeah, Master leads you up through the, through the dungeons, up a stairwell, and uh, to a door. That looks like it probably leads to the castle proper. And uh, Richard and Steven go ahead and they open up the door ahead of you. They look around and they beckon for you to come forward. And you make your way through the the guards, like main gathering room and uh, through a side door and outside into one of the gardens um, around the around the keep. And they lead you under a uh, covered walkway and to kind of a pavilion that overlooks the the garden and a small portion of the of the town and uh you can see up ahead in this pavilion there's a kind of a large round table and sitting at the table is lady hecate and she's has her back to you she looks like she's looking out over at the town as you approach and uh, richard and steve both follow protocol and a split one goes left one goes right and they stand at the entrance to the pavilion and steve like beckons for you to go in well don't mind if i do gunner yeah Rich, richard's a little uh, slow on the uptake so after uh, steve beckons he literally waves his arm like come on let's go i'm going geez come on i think we all follow him in so yeah you guys uh file into the pavilion uh, the rain is pounding heavily on the top of it and just pouring down the sides. And another bolt of lightning and the accompanying thunder echoes through the gardens. At this point, it's actually dark, dark out. Like it's uh, probably, because you guys met with Smills at like five, was it 4.45? Yeah, 5.45. 5.45. So by now it's probably yeah, specifically 5.45. It's probably closer to 7, 7.30-ish, and it's early spring, so it is it is dark now. Um, but there are some torches lit in the pavilion to provide enough light for you. Um, and as you come up behind, uh, Lady Hecate, without turning to look at you, says, uh, Take a seat, please. And uh, she kind of gestures with her hand at the many seats around this large table. I think we do. Theo is real quick going to take a scan of the room and, and just double check that the room is, is Losha or Longavater Osha certified, that there's no uh, fire hazards in the room that he needs to be aware of or, or just the exits aren't blocked. Just uh, He just wants to make sure they're safe. Uh, are you proficient in Osha audits? Uh, audits, no, but knowing about fire hazards, yes. I'm, I'm not going to let you roll because you specifically need to be familiar with OSHA auditing yeah. a procedure to make the role that you're specifically asking for. Well, okay, can uh, I make we, a We take auditing role? very seriously. You can't just have anybody come in and do it. What, what if I grab the clipboard? Uh, one, it's not yours. It's my clipboard. And two, it's not yours. Yeah. Okay, but if I did have the clipboard, I could. 
No, because you can only use that to convince people in the game that you're supposed to be there, but you can't convince the dungeon master that you're supposed to be there. Ah, <laughs> I knew there was limits. There, there are limits. AJ, I put a real clipboard under your desk. <laughs> no way! Or no, wait, may, may, maybe that was a bologna sandwich. I can't remember which I left at your place. It, it was one of the two. Either way, a good source of fiber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So no fire hazards? Is it like an open pavilion? Yes. Yeah, we're good. Whew! Close one. So I think we all sit, right? I guess. So uh, once you guys all sit, Lady Hecate uh, slowly raises her head to look at all of you, and she says, Well, I, I think you've done very, very well so far. Everything happened just as I foresaw it. Really? All of that? Well, I mean... Up to up to you jumping in the well. You you thought we were going to make a giant illusory cockatrice and scares the people of A and save Fergus? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm an oracle. I can see into the future. Oh, well, yeah. You, you make a good point. When do I die? Well, one, Jasper, I, you're asking me to look very personally into your future, which I will do later. Second of all, if I told you how you were going to die... You could decide to do something different and not die that way. Hence, Paul said he jumps out the window. (laughs) 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 Got him! I saw that coming. No, she's like, uh, no, I I can look into the future, but only in limited bursts. And then once I do, it's very liable to change if I try to change it. Therefore, I thought it was best to prepare for your arrival as opposed to preventing everything that that happened. So I think everything will be okay. I have given an executive order for the guardsmen to all withdraw from the town and hunker down in the guardhouse and for the people to return to their homes and remain within their homes under punishment of the law. So we, we are under lockdown right now and you don't need to concern yourself with any major issues regarding hangings or burnings. They, the people are under the impression, well, under the impression, but under the rightful impression that we are making our best effort to track down and slay the changeling menace that is overtaking our town. And she uh, looks over at Vez and winks at her. But I think we're I think things are going to be much easier than that. Are Richard and Stephen in this room, or they're outside the room? Uh, Stephen, Stephen, and Richard are like right there, oh. so they're pr- they're pretty close to you guys. Did they see that, or are they like backs turned to her? Their backs are turned to you, okay. so they they didn't see the the wink. Is Laszlo still alive? Yes, he's actually uh, he's with the healers right now. They're uh, attempting to heal his injuries. He'll he'll be okay. He wasn't experimented on, just No, it, it, ap- it appears he was, from what the healers told me, it looked like he had been struck by lightning and then slashed by a madman with a butcher's knife. But it was all superficial. He would have bled out if he had been left there for an hour, but like, he, it doesn't seem like there was any specific attempt to kill him. And they didn't seem to see any patterns or specific cuts it seemed it was totally at random some some sort of assault do you think that it was uh maybe one of the if i use the terminology jellypuss do you know what i'm referring to yes but it sounds vaguely sexual so i'm gonna i'm gonna give a an alternative name for those Hmm. um i have chosen to call them storm clouds due to their ability to levitate and their lightning strike ability. It's reminiscent of a, of a storm. And then there's a crack of lightning and a thunder that like rattles the table. Yeah, c- kind of like that. Theo claps his hand. Whoa, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And she uh, taps her head and she says, uh, prescience. <laughs> and she, she winks at him. So are we pretty confident that that was the Lightning bolt plus madman. Based on what I've seen and heard from you, 
Yes. It seems like your friend was assaulted by a storm cloud. Ugh, poor Laszlo. At least he's doing better now. So, what now then? So, we, we have the guards and the people out of the way. I don't... I mean, are, are, are we just going to go after Smills, or... And, is, and uh, the captain. And, and the captain? Or how, how, how are we going to navigate this? Well, you seem very certain that uh, Mr. Smills, our local lawyer, is behind everything here. Or at least involved, but I, I don't have any evidence to that. And I, although I want to trust you, there's only so much I can see and do. Can you not watch him? Like no, when I uh, when I use my magic, if I specifically wish to see someone, such say with a, uh, and then she kind of falters and she says, uh, "That that magic's beyond me. I admit it." So you have to see through the eyes of the animals. Yes. Hmm. I I am the I'm the equivalent of a fifth level spellcaster <laughs> with some extra class abilities thrown in because I'm an oracle. So. Some of the higher level scrying magics are beyond me. And she, she looks very embarrassed. Are there any of your friends around his office? Uh, quite quite possibly. I'd have to look through them really quick. Uh, why? Is there anything specific you'd like to, to know? If he's home. And if he is, what he's up to. Okay. Well, could you, could you give me a moment? She nods. Right, and she uh, puts her hands on the table and concentrates and closes her eyes. And she sits there for about 10 minutes. So can Fio go 10 minutes with absolute silence? No, there's no way. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he'll at some point just like lean over to Aegon and say, Aegon, Aegon. What is it, Fio? Do you have any snacks? Why, why would I have snacks? Feel. I I don't know. You're just you, you're kind of a healer. I figured you have like a a, a, a protein bar or, or like a like a, a cookie, you know? Because like it's a religious religious thing, like cookies and, and crackers and stuff. Right? I don't know of any religion that eats cookies for their ceremonies. Well, there should be. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you, Feel. I'm sorry. I just I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. Yeah, that's it's one so of the much. benefits of being a Catholic, AJ. I get to eat cookies every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. He uh, he just goes back and tries to dry himself up and and like cover himself in his cloak best he can, since his overalls are just torn to shreds from all the rats. <laughs> yeah, and while while that's happening, uh, Fergus is having a discussion with Jasper, and they're they're just talking about planar mathematics. Uh, but then Master hops up on. Jasper's lap, interrupting their conversation, and begins to purr and try to rub his head up against Jasper's chest. Jasper's in a good mood. He'll pet the cats. Aww, Ma- Master purrs even louder and starts like moving into the into the pets. He seems very happy. Oh, he's so cute. So after all of that, Lady Hecate sits and then she opens her eyes. And looks a little disoriented for a second, and she says, Well, yeah, he's home. His lights are on, and he's moving around in his house. Took me a long time to find a cat that was nearby. Well, we appreciate your efforts. So if he is home, at least giving the impression that he is home. Yeah, she looks over at Vez, and she says, So, well, yeah, you you know he's there. Is there... Did you have a specific plan or idea? I mean, it is... Getting close to, like, the time most people would think about going to bed. Uh, Theo uh, reaches into his bag, and he takes out the ball, and then rolls it down the table to her. Says, I have an idea. I like the way you think, Theo. And she uh, she grabs it, and she says, You know that's very dangerous. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's not lethal. Well, no, I mean attacking a high-ranking member of society in his own home. What if, what if you fail? Well, I mean, we're already wanted. <laughs> then we'll die anyways. Well, you see, currently... And she she sits down, like, further in her chair, and she says, I, I get what you're saying. If I wanted, I could make a decree clearing your names and declaring that you are not 
wanted by the guardsmen in any way, shape, or form. And that's within, that's within my power. But that would already look a little suspicious considering how fast everything has been happening right now. Now, if you assault a noble in his home, I have absolutely no power to defend you. You will be captured and hung if you're lucky. Well, then it, the least you can do for us is make our deaths fast. Because if we don't do anything, people will keep dying. And everything we have tried to do so far and all of the people that you have lost up to this point will be for nothing because no one is doing anything about it. Well, wait a minute, Vez. But what if we find some proof? And yeah, we could maybe be in the neighborhood and, you know, I don't have a problem visiting Smills. I personally don't think we should attack him. But if we happen to be nearby, peek inside, maybe Wait, get inside. Gunner. Hmm? And Lady Hecate uh, jerks her head towards you and her curls kind of flop around. That's a good idea. Oh, What if well. I call Smills in for a meeting? An emergency meeting? An emergency um, trade deal? Some sort of emergency, like, case I need him to help with? If I can set an appointment with him, like, tomorrow, late tomorrow, he can't resist it. He can't turn it down. I'm in charge here. But if I invite him to a meeting, it will leave his house open for you. If I may, Lady Hecate, perhaps you could even call the captain of the guards and under the pretense that you want to figure out what to do with us dangerous criminals. That would be spectacular. Oh, I have an idea too. Yes, Fio. Theo lowers his hand because he obviously raised it up to, to make sure he was seen. <laughs> I, I was thinking, what if we leave some some evidence of our own in the sewers? And and they could some of the guards could go under there and less likely to find us going through Smills' house. What? You know, like you throw all the the, the people who were like the officers, you throw them into the tunnels and then we barricade off the, the entrances. And they're what? all trapped yeah. down there. Yeah, we'll, we'll set explosives on the football <laughs> field. And we'll yes. send all of Gotham's greatest cops down below. And then we'll detonate the entrances. <laughs> right. And, right, then, right. and then with Batman out of the way, we'll build, this town will be ours. Yeah, the bad man captain. Yeah. Fios, that's a terrible idea. Well, no, it'll Bye. work. <laughs> we just call it a training exercise. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. And Fio moves his, his toilet paper book to the side and, like, try and get out of view. Fio, you are not reading the, the same book you were using. Oh, Fio. Well, I'm not <laughs> you read it again. No, Daniel, have you, ever, have you ever read a bathroom reader? I have seen a bathroom reader. Yeah, like, obviously, in today's modern day and age, you, you keep everything there. But in the old days, when you were done with a page, you ripped it out, and you wiped, and then you got rid of the page. Yeah, I, I'm not going to read it again. It's, it's, I, I, I wouldn't, I've already know the story at that point. You know, it's just as you go, you just, you know, take one, leave one. Okay. Well, then I, I guess Gunner is much less surprised. Daniel yeah. is still very surprised, even <laughs> if that was the norm. Daniel, you're, you're gross thinking that way. Fine. Okay. Not the not best idea. Okay. Well, any anyway, I, I would like to propose if we can sneak you to a room, why don't you take some time to rest, clean your armor, repair your weapons, repair your clothing, and she casts a sly glance over at Theo. <laughs> Theo gets a Mama little more likes. pink. <laughs> <laughs> and prepare yourselves. And then maybe around 5.45 tomorrow. Not stupid. 5.30 tomorrow. I'll have a meeting. No, Theo, shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have, my, I'll have a meeting with Edward Smills and... Gregory, our captain of the guard, and you will sneak up through the tunnels into his home and you will search to see if you have any evidence. Now, Theo, I didn't like that you talked about planting evidence. I don't want any of that. I just want you to know for certain if you have any grounds to prosecute or not. I also don't want anyone getting killed. 
I think that's fair. Also, I would... I know that you are very powerful on your own, but I would suggest that you have some backup with you when you have a meeting with those two. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Richard and Stephen with me. They seem pretty trustworthy after uh, all their interactions they've had with you so far. We're not dead yet. And you see her face kind of like she goes like looks a little sad for a second but then she perks up again no that's right Vez you're not dead yet thank you you instill confidence (laughs) (laughs) she just stares at her she lets her know that she caught her whether or not anybody else caught her Uh, she just kind of smiles and waves it away all right well Richard and Steven will see you to your rooms if you need anything let me know well let them know and they'll take care of it and I will just assume that they will be able to lead you back down into the tunnels before the rest of the palace wakes up tomorrow. Sound like a plan? Yes. Sounds good to me. All right, spectacular. Anyway, I've got some snacks to go eat. <laughs> Want to join me? Oh, would I? <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Salt Marsh and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.